How's that? How's that microphone stand? Oh, well, see, see, you get the fancy microphone. <laughs> well, well. Can't hear myself. I don't have my cool microphone anymore. I don't even know what kind of headphones these Maybe are. Maybe if they go around the corner, around that way, or if you scooch closer. I, I'm, I'm, try I'm trying my best. I need to be like this. This needs to be like different. Okay. Well. How d how do you want this to be? There we go. Hi, can Sarah, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. You can hear me? I can hear you. Is this recording? This is recording. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, it is Nick and Sarah here through the power of the internet. Some makeshift microphone stands, some XLR cables I found while I was moving, and a actually a free computer. Well, it was a bunch of parts that this person gave me, and I built a computer out of the bunch of parts, and now we're using that computer through some free software called Reaper to record our voices so that you're listening to it. And if you're listening to that, this, that means you are part of the Patreon that I've started under the NPEG moniker, which is short for Nick Peg, in case you're wondering, which is the username I use on just about everything in my life. If you're listening to this, it means you're supporting me financially through Patreon. And I just want to say that I am so thankful on behalf of myself and uh, my wife, Sarah, who's sitting next to me uh, with headphones on and smiling. We're so thank thankful and grateful that you would support us and allow us to exist in the real world so that we can pay rent and phone bills and uh, eat. Mm -hmm. You like eating, right? I do like eating. I, do. I also enjoy eating. And so thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, Sarah, what did you cook for dinner tonight? I cooked shepherd's pie. Um, it was it was uh, it was a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Well, don't um, lie. I wasn't going to. I don't want you to lie. And I made a lot of dishes, mm. but it's really good because you want you want shepherd's pie because it's like has its own gravy and then mm. it has mashed potatoes that are have a slight crisp on top. Oh, it's the best part, the crisp, mm -hmm. the mashed potato crisp. Mm -hmm. Did you put cheese on the potato? Just a little bit. Oh my goodness. I wondered what was going on up there also, on the roof of my mouth. It's slightly, I don't even know what you would categorize it as, but um, it had mushrooms in it um, to like sub for some ground beef. There was ground beef in it, so... Don't hate so me. So there's for mushroom that. and ground beef. Yeah. And other things going and, on. Oh, and, and your classic. Um, a medley. The the mirepoix, which is the, oh. the, all that means is it's celery, celery, onion, and carrots. Wow. A base to anything good. Mm hmm. Wow. It was delicious. But at first, you didn't like it. Well, why not? Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I do adjust the flavor a lot because I'm not really sure. I think. The vegetables I were using were just like these monster vegetables. And so then because of that, the seasonings became less. So then you have to adjust accordingly. It just wasn't, it wasn't hitting what it needed to hit for me. But then the potatoes. Tell me about the potatoes. Well, the potatoes had brown butter in them. And if you don't know what brown butter is, essentially, I think it's, no, that's ghee. It's when it separates from the, the milk solids. Basically, it's when you cook butter over medium heat and it slowly starts to turn brown. You're not burning it, but you are, um, yeah, you're slowly cooking it and it has a real uh, 
I'll say nutty flavor to it. And it's really good if you put brown butter and chocolate chip cookies and brownies and stuff like that. But it went in the mashed potatoes with thyme and garlic and some heavy cream. So if you're, if you're, I just bonked myself with the microphone when I tried to adjust the stand. Uh-huh. Um, if you're telling me that, that brown butter uh-huh. makes things better. Yeah. But there are times when you choose to not put brown butter in something. Why would you, why not just, this is supposed to be a joke question, but now it got serious. Mm-hmm. Too serious almost. Like, <laughs> why, why? my question is, why isn't there just brown butter in everything? Because, okay, so. You for, can answer seriously or not seriously because I really am asking not seriously. <laughs> well, if you think about, okay, so for one thing, uh, textural reasons. So say if you just want like bread and butter, you don't want like. I do. Fully melted. Um, True. Butter. Um, and then also if you're making certain things like. For example, in the cookies that I really like that have brown butter, they have um, non-brown butter and brown butter in them. And that is to create like the specific texture that you want. So, and I don't, I don't know. No, it it sounds like there's reasons. I was more saying, Mm -hmm. why not always add something that makes it better? But it was a dumb question, you know, and and you know what? Dumb questions are allowed here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. We're, um, this time I actually know I'm on a podcast. I didn't know until after. Like, I literally had no idea. What until. What? What are your thoughts on the first episode, episode zero? What, what were your thoughts on that? It was good. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun to do that because it was just, like, really totally unexpected. So, and it was, yeah, it was really funny. And, and uh, as an update, I threw out the angel food cake. <laughs> as I just wanted to, I couldn't oh wait until gosh. I was on this podcast to update you all that I threw Christ. out that, I threw out that angel food cake. That's not really a attack on you necessarily. I just want to, I want to let the the people know. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. I literally spent three hours cleaning out the, the fridge. Anyways, that's enough fridge talk. I just wanted to keep you guys. Well, up we got to update the, the fans. You know, yeah, they, everyone's DMing me. What what happened to Angel Food Cake? Where's Angel Food Cake? Send me photos. I'm just joking. They, well, we, a lot of people, <laughs> there were a lot of people that wanted, they really, what they, a lot of people that know me just want you to do the podcast. Yeah, but I can't. I need, I need, no, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to do it with somebody you have the confidence because you can just like speak and you're a good speaker and you're a good communicator. I'm not saying I'm a bad communicator, but I just need like someone to ask me questions or to go through things. And I, I also think it does make it somewhat interesting in general podcasts when it's another, there's two people. I personally like podcasts that have two Mm -hmm. people. Sometimes when it's one person, unless they're like really, really funny or I don't know, they're doing something really creative. I don't, really like it too much so yeah if yeah but i yeah Mm -hmm. again well that's very nice of everyone that's very nice for people to say that about me because at the beginning i was just talking like this because i didn't even really understand what was going on so (laughs) thanks for at the at the beginning i was like what the heck is going on (laughs) it's a weird thing Mm -hmm. like like essentially we just started our own radio show 
you know, with, we don't have, I don't have a diploma in this or mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you, you know, or just, I, we hit record. I didn't, pre- what you're, hello everyone. What you're listening to is unprepared. I have ideas in my head and I throw them out in front of me mm-hmm. and sometimes they expand and sometimes they don't. <laughs> and uh, it helps to have Sarah <laughs> with me cause she'll talk about shepherd's pie and the perfection of uh, shepherd's pie. Yeah, shepherd's pie is a good food. It's it's in the same category as chicken pot pie because you don't just get the chicken, the vegetables, and the gravy. You get a pie crust, which is amazing, which is incredible when you think about it. And if someone makes you a chicken pot pie with the crust on the bottom and on the top. Hold on. Is just, the crust the incredible part? No, but I'm just saying it's the combo. So shepherd's pie and chicken pot pie are uh-huh. like the same food to me. They're not the same food to me, but they bring the same thing that people get really excited about. Yeah, what's that? It's like, it's like you have this kind of like carb or other layer with it. So it's oh. just shepherd's pie. You have like the, or it's, I guess it's technically like cottage pie. You have the meat, you have the kind of like gravy ish made with like wine and beef stock and everything like that. And lots of vegetables. And then you have really good mashed potatoes with a little bit of paprika right. and sometimes cheese. That was a good part. But then same thing with chicken pot pie. It really is kind of the similar thing where you're making like... Uh, kind of like a thickened a thickened sauce so like similar like gravy and then you have this really good butter crust that's that's it <laughs> sounds great i since i was a kid i was like they're basically the same food even though they're very different but i don't know do you get what you get where i'm going with that yeah it's all it's like this perfection bite it's really like meat gravy and carbohydrate everything which is i great. want everything yeah. you want in a bite is happening on one of those two uh-huh. recipes. So it's, yeah, it's like the, uh-huh. the podcast, uh-huh. like I was saying, I don't know what I'm doing, uh-huh. but I want to make something that's like these perfect recipes, uh-huh. but I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I don't, it's sort of like, I don't even have the right to do this. Do I have the right to do this? Yeah. Everyone has the right to do this, yeah. but what get, wait, what gives me the right to do this is how I feel about it. You know, you know, we just did a podcast. I did the first episode. You're going to hear this before episode one. This is episode 0.5. And I did a two hour episode with my friend, Joe O'Connor. He just messaged me today, said he finished it. He gives us a thumbs up to post it. And it's like, oh, in that episode, I'm like, oh, I don't know why I want to do a podcast. Blah, blah, blah. You know, some people have said it's a good medium. It's a good platform. It'd be a good, great way to express the ideas of unpacking despair or rebuilding positive thinking in the in in a manner of hope or whatever you can do that long form through your words in a microphone in this platform but maybe i just feel really insecure about my ability to do that and so i hide behind this idea that like i shouldn't i'm not allowed to do a podcast and i shouldn't do one Mm-hmm. But really, it's just because I don't think I'll do a good job. Yeah, it's, I mean, think about anything in life that stops us from pursuing a lot of things. is because we don't feel like we're worthy of that, of that thing. Um, you know, whether that's even like pursuing, I want to apply for a job or, you know, I like this person, I want to pursue them. It's like, it is the belief that we aren't, we're not good enough to do it. And of course. Yeah. Everyone carries that anchor. Yeah, no. no, That's what I'm saying. Like, literally, that's Mm -hmm. like everyone in different aspects of their life. I think with this, it's because it's like, it's you expressing 
it's you expressing like thoughts and words um, that people have to sit down and listen to. Obviously, they don't have to, but they choose to sit down and listen to. It becomes more vulnerable and personal, even more so than sh- sharing something on on Instagram, where it's like, oh, I, I you know, you write a lot of really good stuff <clears throat> on your personal account or on hashtag hope, and but that's you know, it takes someone maybe a minute to read that, but then right. this is obviously, like you said, it's a different format. Um, especially with Joe, like two hours, that's, you know, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a hefty, a hefty one, but it's like people can choose to others podcasts that I listen to every single week. And I, I don't miss because I enjoy that person's perspective on things or humor or the storytelling that storytelling that's involved. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. People, I agree. people will choose to listen or people will choose not to listen. It's easier for me to say because I'm kind of like on the outside of this, even though I'm on the podcast, but like you created it. So I can say that with confidence. Yeah. I hope it goes well. <laughs> what are you worried about? You know, I, I don't, I'm worried that one, I'm worried that like I have an opinion that people want to challenge. Yeah. And then I, I realize like, Oh, I can't, defend that stance absolutely yeah uh that's terrifying and that like i don't want to go down any like argument of rabbit holes with people or or bring up any really crazy hot takes or anything like that i want to talk about people's sadness and i want to talk about why they choose to persevere Uh um but every once in a while you start talking about certain things that can get that can ruffle people's theology feathers or you know what they think mm-hmm. what they think life is feathers and um yeah i am definitely living in an insecure insecurity mindset that like maybe the makeup the the structure of what i believe or the structure of my own perseverance is actually a lot more fragile mm-hmm. than i think than than it seems to be or something and confrontation is what maybe uh, breaks my foundation or, or shoves maybe my greatest fear in front of me that I don't know what I'm doing, uh-huh. you know, or something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want people that like waste two hours of their life on this and then all of a sudden be angry at me for like, you wasted two hours of my life. <laughs> Obviously, they, cho- they chose to listen to it, but I don't want to do something that sucks, right? No one does. Yeah. How's that for, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the, the layer of, I mean, it's creating in general. I mean, I know my biggest, like, thing that I've had to, that I have to constantly be in check with is, like, I want everyone to like me. I want to be incredibly likable. I want to be agreeable to everything. But then to exist and to advocate and to care for others often will take you down the road of being will take take you down the road of disagreeing with somebody or with having like a different opinion right. than somebody so and i think even what you were saying before of like yeah you're not trying to be like on like hot takes no of course not like that's not that's not the objective but like all of those things that you're trying to talk about aren't linear things like no since they involve people and often people have different layers of you know, things that they deal with in their life. And yeah, um, 
I don't really know how to articulate that properly, no. but, but it's, yeah, it's not like the, you know, on Snapchat <laughs> where they have like all those like really dumb news articles that are like, yeah, I forget what that page is called. Yeah. Now. It's like terrible. It's like, Oh my gosh. The news just, or something it's not yeah, popular, even... like a popular page sort of thing. <laughs> but that's not what you're trying to do. It's like just having a discussion about, I mean, this is your podcast, so you can probably say it and I don't need to, but yeah, it's just discussing with people, <sighs> discussing, discussing topics with people versus like, I have an opinion about this politically or something like that. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not, not listen to me cause I'm right. No. I'm wrong. Okay. But listen, if you, if you want to try to understand something that's going on in your life too, mm-hmm. like I am, mm-hmm. that's a reason to listen. But also I want I want people to be able to tell their stories of like, of like Sarah's taking a selfie. Hello, selfie. <laughs> I just talked to a selfie. <laughs> I want to really deep dive into like why people feel like they want to die. Mm-hmm. And I want to unpack like waves of depression that overwhelm people and, and get into that thought process that leads people both spiraling downwards and carries them upwards out of it. And there's, you're, there's no... Anyway, all those stories are going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, this is why you're sad. Mm-hmm. It's this, and this is how you get out of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case at all. Um, I want to hear out all the different stories and avenues and pathways that people go down. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, I want this to be good. Um, the first episode with Joe is not really like that. Joe doesn't doesn't struggle with depression or sadness. He's been around a lot of people who have and tried mm-hmm. to help a lot of people who have, and he talks mm-hmm. about that. But the Joe one is really like me trying to figure out if I want to lead someone in conversation or mm-hmm. keep a conversation going with microphones recording. It's different when, mm-hmm. like right now, you and me, you and I, Nick and Sarah, talking is different because there's no one in the world I've spent more time with than you, right? There's no one in the world I know better than you um, or... There's no two people who click better than you and I. Um, So I wanted to practice on someone else because this is kind of not, this is not a hundred percent. I'm learning right now. that It's still tricky to Uh keep this going, you know, but um, so Joe is like a really safe person to bring in and we just, yeah, Uh he just talked about his story of coming to Canada and where he wants, what he wants to do and helping hashtag hope. And we talked a lot about touring with hashtag hope and stuff. So it's, it's just a good hashtag hope, um, storytelling time. Nice. Which is going to be a fun one. It's two hours long. Um, so I hope people aren't mad about that. You You know, you need to. Uh, let go of people are going to be mad about anything. People are not going to be mad yeah. about anything. Yeah. Okay. I made a thing that's two hours long. You can listen to it. And period. If you, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. You and don't if have you don't, to. Thanks for giving to the Patreon because that's not, you know, it's, it's just an added thing to include people in the, you know, greater conversation that mm-hmm. you are trying to create through hashtag hope. So. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, I mean, this is a great, I, I want to, the the podcast being only for people on Patreon already people have been like don't do that put it on Spotify and put it out into the world or else you're kind of like just wasting your energy hmm. there's 46 people as of today 
um, in the crew. Nice. And Hi, so everyone. that's the maximum of 46 people listening. Um, and it's not about having, a, I'm not about trying to get famous, but a lot of people are like, if this is going to be a really good medium for you, good platform, mm-hmm. why don't you put it out there for people? I think it's a great way to test something. And also it's also like a way of, I don't know if thanking is the word, but for people who support you on a monthly basis to give, you know, it gives them more, you know, insight even to what you do or just your approach with things. And I, you know, I I think generally people want to hear and see that. So it's like, yeah, of course it could be on Spotify and everyone can see it. But I think it's like, it's, currently right now it is like not a reward but it's a they call them perks perks sure for people who who give on patreon so i I don't really agree with that argument it's like yeah i think that uh, i think that maybe um you know in whatever period of time you could put it on spotify and people would absolutely listen um but i think this is great and like you said even feeling like it's it's a bigger deal to like talk for two hours and put it on the internet. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is a great safe place of people who literally support you in different ways every single month that are on here. So I I think it's really good, but I get, yeah. I get where the approach is coming from. Like I, I totally understand, like make it accessible for everybody and you know, who knows? Yeah. It's a good, great way to like practice the craft mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. practice what it is. And before it goes out into the public where I could get, crucified for having an idea that people should keep living or something like that <laughs> <laughs> am there, i t- am i talking close well enough to the... w- so we've switched microphones and yeah. i've got the expensive microphone donated um loaned to us by tim rose it's Thanks, his tim. third shout out um you have what's called an sm58 sure microphone that one was actually uh it's been on a couple tours it's broken and I've we didn't have a clip for it in the microphone stand. Oh, we got microphone stands, uh, courtesy of Tim Rose. But they didn't have like end clips the microphones could go on. So with the 58, which is like your classic microphone, if you think about a microphone uh-huh. that you'd see someone on stage using, um, I taped it with hockey tape on the end. So it's facing directly at uh, the person who's speaking into it. So you're going to hear some popping once in a while whenever they use the letter yeah sorry about that yeah so that's a that's already a problem that i'm realizing i switched the mics because um i wanted to see what it would be like if i was on uh-huh. this one like last time uh-huh. i was on the other one and blah blah, blah. so uh-huh. again we're testing and you're still listening it's been 23 minutes of us talking about this i really hope that you like that we've talked it's been so meta because we've been talking about what you're listening to they love it they love the <laughs> shepherd's pie talk Everyone, comment if you want more shepherd's pie talk so far, the comments I got is they loved HelloFresh. They loved, people loved No, HelloFresh? sorry. They loved your story of HelloFresh. Oh, they actually amazing. said HelloFresh sucks. Um, oh, they Solidarity. And, um, and they want, a lot of people want you to do your own podcast. I know we kind of talked about that already, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to get that out there uh-huh. for the, for the fans who do want That's you to really do That's really sweet. Thank your, you for everyone saying that. They want you to have your own podcast. So if, mm-hmm. if you want your own pod, podcast, mm-hmm. you should do it. I'll, you can use this gear mm-hmm. and just have people over and be like talking to them about stuff. Mm-hmm. You could do no, that. No, it would be a fun one would be. It's kind of what I'm doing too. If though. you could, you would just interview me while I'm cooking a meal. That do you want to so do that? Funny. But actually I feel like that's more for YouTube. Like it would just be like a funnier YouTube video. 
guys i should probably have a youtube career because like every week i'm like this would be a great youtube video for example just one example and then we can talk about something else i was like how great would it be to be like to pick a meal from like a hat a random meal Mm -hmm. but then you have to get every single item at the dollar store so dollar store is loaded it's got tons of stuff it does but is it gonna have everything you need is it gonna have the brands you need absolutely not no so that's what makes it spicy because <laughs> you might have to use like canned chicken instead of going and buying chicken. Right. Of course. You probably aren't finding a whole chicken at the dollar store unless giant is giant tiger considered a dollar. dollar no, store. no, 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 no. Giant tiger is like between a dollar store and a Walmart. I think, I think much sure. smaller than a Walmart. Yeah. Like, I just mean like the, um, in the same kind of like it's not economical, but it's, it's, Oh, I see. It's, yeah saving friendly but it's you know you can actually buy food in like a fridge and freezer and clothing and stuff like that yeah but honestly it's amazing what's in giant tiger every time i go in i'm like what a place i haven't been in there in like seven years what a place the giant tiger downtown cambridge is quite a place (laughs) you can get a lot of things cheap Mm -hmm. when i was setting up camp at monogram every day and i was Mm -hmm. working there i'd either go to uh no i would go to i'd go get a slice at andy's pizza for two dollars seventy five cents mm-hmm and then on the way back, walking back to Monogram, because I would just leave my stuff there, because <laughs> the employees would watch it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to the Monogram crew. I don't think any of them are in the Patreon. No, but shout out anyways. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people on the Patreon would go to Monogram. True. Um, meet you there. Um, if, and walking back, I would go to the Giant Tiger and grab like whatever half price, like, how do I describe this type of food? Like a pack of cookies mm-hmm. that really isn't good for you. Mm. You know I, what I mean? I know, exa- I know exactly. Dry. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm closing my eyes. Some right now sort of I'm... jelly, but it's turned into some like licorice sort of. Honestly, <laughs> texture. It's just. But like... it says fifty cents on the on the rack. It's like this. So thing... it's like that's the one I'm gonna buy. And and you know what the thing is about <laughs> those kind of desserts? It's like, the moment you eat it, you're like. I regret it every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. you absolutely do. But yeah, you see that. why they they get the they get the people buying it. Look, if I'm paying fifty cents, what are they paying for it? You know, like I don't want to be a, eat profit a lemon margin. tart that's fifty cents. I'm scared. <laughs> Not I'm just scared. one, like six. Six, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> like, it's how true. is it? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, giant tiger, and then you could also get sandals. <laughs> But a specific item. You can get like... It's like the first thing when you walk in, sandals. You can also for sure get like pajamas with minions on them. Oh, like, yeah. They've got like three Minion. different pairs for like children, women, and men. Yeah. Oh, it goes... Yeah, it goes way up there. Like the human sizes, not just child sizes. So you can get whatever. Yeah. What a place. Mm-hmm. What a place. Next time you go to Giant Tiger, I'm telling you, first thing when you walk in, sandals. Sandals and underwear. You know what's so funny? When you said sandals, I was like, mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah absolutely yeah flip-flops they're gonna fall apart you wear them for like 10 steps and and it's just popped out i'm thinking of like the the thong sandals so yeah yeah all of them <laughs> <laughs> name another kind of sandal they're there too <laughs> oh jeez. yeah anyways 30 minutes into a podcast how are you doing i'm great i'm doing good it's a it's an interesting i'm happy that i don't have to clean out the fridge after this that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. The mm-hmm. fridge is well organized. 
yeah. fridge update very organized practically fridge update organized. condiments garbage everything else cleaned it's yeah. looking great at the freezer what do you think about the freezer we don't we don't need to talk we don't about talk okay it, no. so we didn't do the freezer no no yeah i didn't think the freezer was looking any different <laughs> <laughs> no matter how packed the freezer is uh-huh. sarah will always have the ice cream easiest to access it's so true oh my gosh oh the other night oh, i was eating moose tracks ice cream which is so good is that the best kind It depends on the brand of ice cream. Mm. I could make a whole podcast about this, but I won't get into it. Someday when is, you have your own podcast. Tracks is great because it is delicious. Okay. And sweet. But it has salt in it from the peanut butter. Oh. So to me, that's what makes it so great. Because it's not, sometimes the peanut butter chocolate ice cream is a bit much. I love it, but right. it's, sometimes it's a bit much. A bit much. But then sweet and salty have, though. You have the moose tracks and it's got like the swirls. A little bit, a little bit of chocolate, vanilla, and then the peanut butter cups. But I'm not gonna lie, I was digging for peanut butter cups. Like I was turning the, <laughs> the carton of ice You went got like a sturdier <laughs> spoon upside down, <laughs> and I was like, and then I was like, what am I doing? Like honestly, yeah. So yeah, it, was, it was it was great. But yeah, Corthodary is my preferred ice cream, but it's like eight dollars. So would is it Kawartha or Hagen Dazs at the top? And mm. what what do you choose? Mm. You know, with Hagen Dazs, it's gonna be just straight up the vanilla bean, or it's gonna be coffee. Um, the coffee is so good. Coffee, eh? The coffee is amazing. Hmm. And um, with with uh, Kortha, uh, probably Moose Tracks, same thing. Maybe just the straight up like vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. If they're both the same price, and all the like all those options you just saw, you uh-huh. just said yeah. are available. Yeah. What are you reaching for? Corthodary, if they're the same price, because it's literally like five of Hagen Dazs tubs. Oh, right? quantity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Quantity. So. Yeah, that's wild to think uh-huh. about. A Hagen Dazs uh-huh. is actually like uh-huh. if you got it in a regular like liter or two liter size, that would be like a thirty dollar. Like giant tub of ice cream. Don't you love how they just punked the whole ice cream game? They're like, nah, we're gonna make small tubs. And they're like, screw everyone else. We're making yeah, small tubs for the and same they price. And they don't bend. They don't bend. No, they don't care. I know that was a Ben and Jerry's place. I was gonna say when I was in Montreal two years ago and they had like where you could go and just like get a scoop, but I was like You went to a Ben and Jerry's location? Mm-hmm. Those exist? Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. What's your dip and dots? <laughs> no honestly what is your well i had them when i was like 10 at an amusement park and my life changed i never had them and that's i've had them maybe once since then and i remember like that was like the most insane thing i ever put on my tongue as a kid you're like this has got to be a joke in and a good then, way or a bad way? No, in a, in a good way. You're like, this is amazing. I've never had it before, so I can't comment. Like, You've I, never had Dippin' Dots? Mm-mm. Probably every time we see a Dippin' Dots spot, I probably have this conversation with you. Mm. Where I'm like... Well, I don't remember it, so And it's then fine. you're like, I don't, I've never had it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Where can you get dot, Dippin' Dots? Aren't they in, like, machines or something? Yeah, I, now I, they're in machines. Well, I mean, that's fine. 
But then, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's okay that it's in no, a machine. No, 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 no. I need to know. Can you go to a Dippin' Dot store and do they scoop you these times? There used to be. Stop. No, it's like a shovel full of little, like... You know what I'm picturing? What it would be like shoveling like those things? You know when you get a package and you get all those little styrofoam things and they stick to you? That's like what I'm picturing. It's exactly shoveling, like that. St- shoveling. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% correct. Shoveling. Shoveling Dippin' Dots would be like. And, but yes, I would like to try Dippin' Dots. Where can we get some? I, mean, I want to look it up. Somebody message us where we can get Dippin' Dots. You going to look this up? Well, just really quickly. Um, all right, pull that up. Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, where's our assistant? <laughs> there's Pull a, that up. There's a place called Dip Dip. Okay. Oh sorry. no, the sorry, knockoffs. Okay, there is a knockoff though. Dippin Dippin Dots official. This one's called. But that's a Wonderland, what or is that at uh, Niagara Falls? This is called Dippin Dots in Spudkins. I'm not even joking you. I'm just Spudkins, and that's in Vaughn. Um, I think that's it. Oh, oh, you can't. Let's go. Where is it? It's in. Um. It. Oh, it's uh near the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, apparently there's these other things there's spud, spud and kins or, i don't know what they are wow that does look like a magical treat that look that looks good yeah but guess how much that 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 like palm of his hand it's cup like eight, is it's worth like eight bucks right yeah easily well that's fine we could just try it one time i want to try it one time <laughs> now got yeah you have to try it uh-huh. yeah but uh, you have to try it obviously um but if you're if you grew up and your parents were constantly buying you or if you were like a kid and you always got dipping dots like i feel like i had friends i'm like you mean you got dipping dots again yeah there'd be like the kids you got it again it's but it was canada's wonderland yeah we get it every time i'm like bro first of all there's an every time (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah well it was just like it would be like the same as like when you go to Wonderland, there'd be like the one kid who would just like literally spend like sixty dollars, like sixty dollars in like two the year two thousand, and you're like, dude, That's like, like rent. I have yeah. a warm ham sandwich right now that right. I probably shouldn't eat because it's been cooking in the sun for yeah. six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Last know? time I went to Wonderland, I went with some people that like had jobs, uh-huh. and um, and uh. I, I didn't want to buy food inside the inside the park. You shouldn't. So I like left and like went across the road to the Tims. Yeah. But then I like lost everyone. <laughs> Was this did cell phones not exist? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But just nah. I don't know, I just lost. <laughs> so then I just went on some rides by myself. You you know the one ride that was actually <laughs> you know what the ride was so terrible at Canis Wonderland that like it was it was called like the Canadian Buster, Mind Buster. Oh, it was a wooden that roller a, coaster. Oh yeah, and it's still there. Your head is just slamming against yeah. it, slamming against it, slamming against it. Yeah, if if there wasn't a, like a disclaimer when you when you mm-hmm. literally give them money to enter the park, that's mm-hmm. you saying I don't care what happens to me. If that if mm-hmm. they didn't have that little the waiver, mm-hmm. you know there'd be some spinal lawsuits and yeah. brain injury lawsuits for that ride. Y'all ever want to get bullied by some? buy some wooden roller coaster just go to Canada's <laughs> <laughs> I, I on that uh not on the exact same trick but I, I rode that once with a with a kid at the time named Jack hmm. and he wanted to go on it like again and again oh. and again we would get off it, when there was like no one at the park mm-hmm. we would get off mm-hmm. and he would just want to go back on mm-hmm. and we probably did 10 in a row until mm-hmm. he was like okay I can't do this anymore and I was like oh you don't want to go again let's go again kind of joking around <laughs> And he's like, no, I can't. And then I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have this kid. He's going to be 
puking. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with him. Yeah, and, <laughs> he didn't and, puke though. He still he still held strong. Oh, good for you, Jack. Good you, job, Jack. But you know what? The mistake is the funnel cake. The funnel cake is what really, out of all things, and you have to get one. You're legally obligated to get one at Canis Winterland. But wait, why is it a mistake? Because that's like what is going to make you throw up. Oh, because it's of just course. like dairy and fried fat and fruit, and you're just like. Ooh. Even without the roller coasters, your body's like, "Why are you doing this?" I remember last time I went to Canada's Wonderland. I'm like, I think it was 2011 and or 2012 or something, and yeah, 2012. And I remember I went with a friend and we got the funnel cake, and then I was like, "Oh." Nope, I am not ready for another ride. I'm. I need to sit. <laughs> Overloaded on the deep fryer my, grease that's been used <laughs> all week. They yeah, didn't change it. It's perfect. Though. Yeah, the funnel cake calls my name though. You Wait, know, but lures you me have, in. But I don't want it. I don't want it unless it has ice cream on top. Okay, what kind? Well, just vanilla. Like, okay. don't mess around. <laughs> vanilla strawberries. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Done. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Amazing. Wonderland. It's perfect. You ever gone to Cedar Point? Oh, what's that? Okay, you've then you've never been to Cedar Point. Uh-uh. It's the big Sandusky, Ohio amusement park. Oh yeah, I think like, in the my dad was talking about going there for like years, and it's like we're yeah. gonna go there, and then we just obviously didn't. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's like there's one in Japan or something that's like uh-huh. more insane, but it's uh-huh. like the it's like America built uh-huh. this one, and uh-huh. it's a it's quite a place. But anyways, that was just I was legit just asking. Yeah. I used to go there a lot in the early 2000s oh. and uh it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just insane. But they build stuff like we built this because it's because it's the most fast, not because uh-huh. it's safe or fun. We built this because it's the most fast and and ride it if you dare. That's why they built it. Huh. So there's a lot of coasters like that. It's the tallest, it's the fastest. It's the scariest someone died you know <laughs> they're like come is, and ride this ride because someone is, died this is a good this is a good thing to to put people on i think <laughs> <laughs> this seems legit it, it literally makes money mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah anyways i'm gonna get off this topic podcasting <laughs> is what we're doing i had another question mm-hmm. for you but uh now i'm blanking on it i'm blanking on the question that's okay you know 40 minutes. This is where we ended last time. People wanted more, but we had more stories. Hope this one goes well. This whole podcast has just been me be, being insecure. That's okay. About it, you know? Well, I We're think... We're popping our peas. I think that you, um, if I can give advice right now, I think it's like understanding what is like uh, fact and fiction in times when we feel insecure about um things and separating like or what is like truth and what is a lie or or however you want to articulate it but um it's like yeah you put out a podcast that's the truth um people can listen to it that's the truth people can also choose not to listen to it that's also the truth and yeah like i there's nothing to be insecure about i say that from my advantage i understand why you're insecure i i I empathize with that, but I think it's like, you know, you, you, we have to get to a, a point as people, adults, whatever I categorize myself as now, um, true <laughs> where you just have to understand that it's like, you know, it's it, 
not everything is for everyone and that's okay. And we can still create in the, the midst of like, just think about it. It's like, I really don't like country music. Like I don't, but some people love it and that's great for them. (laughs) You know, but that doesn't make it bad. It just makes it, you know, what people want to listen to. But the people that are, are listening to this are supporting you because they care about you because they believe in what you're doing. So thanks everyone. I think that's, that's some strong security in in people wanting to, to hear more about what you do and who you are. And, uh, I don't know, me just talk about how I got to drive an hour to get dipping dots or something. Oh like man, that. we do have to drive an hour to get dipping dots. And then it's, we get, you spend all that gas money and mm-hmm. then it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Like you could definitely get better things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hear you can make it yourself, but you need like liquid do, do, nitrogen. I was about to say, do you need dry ice? Is that yeah. something you need dry ice for? Is that liquid nitrogen? Yeah. Is it the same in thing? In hard form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for the kind words. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm making a thing. I'm allowed to make a thing. Absolutely. Here is the thing. You're listening to the thing, especially if you're 42 minutes in mm-hmm. and hearing these words. Yeah. And uh, I hope the thing is good. I hope the thing is what it can be in my head. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I hope the thing in my head is what it can be in real life. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those two ways I said it right. But No, I get what you're saying. I hope it becomes what I think it can be. Mm-hmm. And I think it won't be exactly what you want it to be because that's never the case in life. But I think it will be still something great. And here's the thing. It, when I'm creating stuff, I'm just like, um like you kind of go around all the loopholes to like you know say like this is something that I've done or created or that I believe in or that I want you to like look at right because we can we can create lots of things we can explore different things we can talk about lots of things but um the moment you share it it makes it that much more vulnerable right well yeah 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 for things to exist outside of you outside of yourself Mm -hmm. is the true point of vulnerability mm-hmm. right and protected as Brene Brown would say uh vulnerability is um the best way or it is like it is the truest way to connect oh nice. so and I, I believe that and so you know creating something imperfectly which we all are when we create things is and and being honest about that is the truest form of it all so that's great yeah yeah. I mean, that links into the sadness problem too, or mm-hmm. the, the suicide problem is people want to die and they don't want to talk about it. Right. And so we'll never, you'll never feel that connection with your sadness if mm-hmm. we're, if you're always holding it in, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy to keep, to let out happiness because you know, it's guaranteed good vibe responses and it's safe right people want to people want to hear that people you know when someone it's guaranteed yeah 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 it's it's definitely like a secure thing um yeah but with sadness it's not Mm -hmm. guaranteed that it's going to be received well Mm -hmm. so there's this fear in Mm -hmm. releasing it from yourself Mm -hmm. you know so therein lies the stigma Mm -hmm. that's always trying to be broken um Mm -hmm. of the the resistance to let let it out Mm -hmm. let out that pain 
mm-hmm. because we're afraid of who's going to receive it and how they're going to handle mm-hmm. receiving that pain, right? Mm-hmm. But if you bring in like this idea of connection from that Brené Brown quote mm-hmm. and you think about, yeah, if vulnerability is that true connection point, mm-hmm. some people will live their whole lives never connecting with anyone else mm-hmm. in their darkness or in their pain or in their sadness. And I think mm-hmm. that will literally kill people mm-hmm. because they feel isolated and all alone in that darkness. Mm-hmm. So getting over the threshold of being vulnerable in your pain, with your pain, to others, to the right person, not to anyone, but mm-hmm. to the right people, mm-hmm. is is like is a way to connect and a way to feel that connection, that joy, that intimacy, and that freedom mm-hmm. of your sadness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so free when I feel joyous. I'm so free when I'm laughing and whatever. And so I'm mm-hmm. going to keep running to those things. But you can find that in the sadness areas of your life too, I think. Right? That's what therapy is. And if you've never been to therapy, you can have these vulnerable connections in a safe space about your sadness or about your traumas or your hurts. And it changes your life mm-hmm. in that way. So You normalize, like, uh, for example, like through therapy, you're normalizing, um, I guess, things that sometimes not always that we can't even verbalize because we have shame attached to it or because we have you know too much weight attached to it so then when you're able to like there is such an incredible power in um in saying something out loud like it is so different Mm, it is so different because even when you've admitted something to yourself in your head and you said you know this is a problem or this is an area of hurt in my life or you know this is something that i I'm mad at somebody for or whatever until the moment you say it it's like mm-hmm. in a sense it does keep you captive in that because shame is telling you that well you don't need to go there that's embarrassing that's wrong those other people those other people air quotes you can't see the air quotes right now those other people mm-hmm. don't feel that way as well um i don't know i think that there's like even beyond that just there's always this, you know, and I think especially with like Instagram and different platforms like that, it, um, it's really hard for people when they're going through, say like new eras in their life, say it's like, you know, you're having kids or you move somewhere or you get married or all these different things that are romanticized and can be really great, but they're also really challenging and new and I know that's kind of off center to what you said but I think it still fall falls under the same category of like I I think it's hard for people to say that those things are hard because they don't want to admit that they're maybe different than other people you'd have to be vulnerable yeah Yeah, you'd have to be like you know yeah Mm -hmm. I think if you're listening to this and you're feeling overwhelmed by your by darkness and and you're feeling powerless against darkness the act of speaking your pain into the world speaking what's seemingly killing you 
just out into the room verbally into as sound that we make is control and is a move of power over your sadness and your darkness. And I encourage you to do that with someone who is a professional, right? To find this connection point, this connection of your sadness. Speak it into a room and on to, towards someone who is trained or who at least can be responsible enough to receive it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an important move. Mm-hmm. If you need to speak it, speak it to whoever, but... Or to somebody that to you somebody, trust, but that someone someone is a, a person who you feel at least is, uh, I guess, like not capable, but is an empathetic person and cares about you and is a safe person, essentially, right? Yeah, if you want to cultivate the moment, if you want it to yield greater results, then do it with someone who is a professional, who cares for you. Mm-hmm. But if you can't afford a professional or if... It's not yeah, accessible, choose, yeah. Just, Choose someone who loves you, you know loves you. If you feel like no one loves you, then choose someone who at least is going to give you 10 minutes of their time. And you have mm-hmm. to start there. But you can have power over the darkness in your life just by speaking it out. Mm-hmm. And that will change your life. That will at least start the ball rolling on changing your life. Because you're not captive mm-hmm. to the ideas inside of you. You're not captive to the gloom that's always in your soul, right? And seemingly is what filters your what your eyes see. You're not captive to it. Mm-hmm. And we can start by speaking it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brene Brown, for the quote. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah, for bringing up the quote. Yeah, well, I would, in, in relation also to that, is like her, my love for Brene Brown and, and things that she says and that she writes really also unlocked a large part of my life where I was able to identify and put words to things in my life that were hurting me or that I didn't know how to express or shame I was feeling or just even understanding what shame is or all these different things. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, for real shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. I remember you had like a real season of your life where Brene Brown was like a mm-hmm. big influence in your personal narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think it was like 2018 or something like that. And I read like three of her books in like a month just because it was this, uh, like I said, at that time I was already going to therapy, but it was, um, I guess like affirming all those things that I've been taught by my therapist, because a lot of what Brene Brown does is she's, she's a researcher. And so she spent, I think it was like, she spent 10 years researching. I think it was, it's not shame in women or something like that, or, or, or the relation between like, um, yeah, women who feel shame or something like that and um I think I was just so like wow like all these real stories of also like real women who were going through all these different areas in life and relationship and love and you know um workplaces and all this kind of stuff so yeah that was kind of a thing that helped yeah, just affirm and help me understand myself more. And it was like, whoa, it just, I, I guess, like, for a lack of a better word, unlocked this other part of my my brain of understanding Yeah, I like myself. the unlock analogies. I love the, oh, uh, now I lost it. Like, the it made a part of you, or it gave words to a part of you you could always see, but mm-hmm. you couldn't understand. 
-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's unlock, but like, here's, it's almost like there was this invisible wall you were hitting and and someone Mm -hmm. else gave you the vocabulary Mm -hmm. to see that you keep running into it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Mm -hmm. a book recommendation of hers to put you on the spot? Um, Hold on. What what should you read first? Oh, you're going to go look on the shelf? Yeah, hold on. She's going to her bookshelf. She's, now she's walking away. Thank you if you're listening to this. Thank you so much. There's some people on the Patreon that have been on the Patreon since day one, um, th- which is remarkable. <laughs> I, yeah, there. Well, this month it's all I have, but there are times when it was all I had, and uh, back when there were like seven people supporting. And now we have a podcast. Look how far we've grown. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, what books did you grab? Okay, so I think it's published underneath a different title, but because this is um, this is her oldest book. And so this one is, I mean, some people don't like it because it's it's kind of like a bunch of like blog posts put together, okay. and it's called The Gifts of Imperfection. The and Gifts of Imperfection. And it says, great. let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. And then it's a guide to a wholehearted life. So she talks about like being being wholehearted and what that means and um yeah just different things she specifically writes a lot about women and then that's great brene brown the gifts of imperfection i don't know if this is like my my second i couldn't find the other book but this one's just braving the wilderness and braving the wilderness this one is the hard this is the hard this is the hardest one that i've ever read because why so because it was a book about how you are probably not right (laughs) Hmm. and or Okay, that's kind of a really um, summarized version, but essentially it's like braving the wilderness is the idea that we don't always have to kind of stand in these extremes of what of what people want. Um, and sometimes we can brave the wilderness to, you know, have more, not even have more compassion, but um, stand in our own truth that is the wilderness. And we don't always have to agree with everybody because it's like the popular thing to do. Hmm. Um, I'm not really doing it a lot of justice yeah. right now, but it's, you can go into the dangerous wilderness of being alone in yourself and being vulnerable and, and being okay yeah. with it. And, and that's the whole thing. And also I think the big thing she said is, is like, it's hard to hate somebody up close. Wow. So that one, that, that really stuck wow. with me of just being like, you know, not dehumanizing people wow. that you have a different, opinion about things like you know she used some political examples because it i think it was just the american election when she wrote right. it in 2016 but she uses all different kinds of examples and the other thing that she um said was like normalizing like if you don't know something about something like you don't know about a topic or about something that's going on um don't pretend so that you can like be in not in good terms but so that you can like adhere to that popular opinion that that person is talking about maybe i didn't articulate that properly but well they'll have to read the book to find out well i mean guys start a book club (laughs) thanks for stopping by the nick and sarah book club this uh, week we talked about (laughs) Brene brown and dip and dots dip and dots and shepherd's pie 56 minutes how did your podcast go it was fine. Your second it episode. Was, it was fine. You're the, time, a pro. the time went fast. I feel bad if you wanted to talk about more. 
No, no. Um, serious things. You're my you guest. Talk about. Oh, that's so nice. I'm oh, I'm sure if people we... are going to listen, they're going to hear enough of me talking. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it was, it's really fun. I mean, I love talking to you. Why wouldn't I love talking to you? It's great. Well, it's one thing to sit on the couch or drive in the car. It's another thing to put microphones in front of our faces and, and be like, all right, talk about vulnerability. <laughs> but I, yeah, and I think that it helps you to be more concise with what you want to say when you're right when you're in front yeah. of a, when you're in front of a microphone and it and it helps you maybe evolve things that you are thinking about or not quite understanding um i think there's got to be a maturity to it i i regret a lot of the early almost pre hashtag hope stuff and even early hashtag hope stuff where I was just speaking pain that didn't have a resol uh, like any resolve uh-huh. and it wasn't really to help other people. It was like almost just shock and awe of like information uh-huh. and you know, compared to how I speak now, it has, yeah, it has a shock factor of like, hello, my name is Nick and I want to kill myself. But then it has the completed story as to every day I choose to keep living. Right. Mm-hmm. Where before I look back and I say, I wasn't, I shouldn't have been speaking cause I really wasn't ready in the maturity mm-hmm. of delivering messages, um, in a respectful way, in a appropriate way. And I don't remember why I started telling this story, but it was, it was like, it should be done in the right time. Uh-huh. Um, because it's not only are you, you could hurt yourself some more if you're just, uh-huh. you're just, I'm up here telling all the bad things that ever happened to me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, that's not the, this, this is not the right platform. Therapy uh-huh. is where you should be. Right. And uh-huh. because getting, finding that levelness, that control of it, that, um, yeah, the peace within yourself and then speaking about it is the mature path to, to go mm-hmm. on. And so there's, I mean, I've recorded a lot of my talks, almost all of them mm-hmm. since beginning. And there's some, I just, I know that I, I can't watch them cause I just know I'm going to cringe because I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. But like I'm in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. doing it and I'm like, I'm so sorry for, mm-hmm. for doing that without the respect it deserved Yeah, and deserves. So I hope the podcast gets the respect it it deserves. I think that. Or the audience. I think that like also everything exists in its own time as well, right? So it's like in 2013 or 2014, whenever you were speaking, like it's still, you remembered in the light of the person who was speaking. I can remember from the person who was in the audience. And for example, the first time you ever spoke in Sarnia, um, was that? Was it Sarnia? Yeah, that's yeah. one of the examples that yeah. I cringe over. Yeah, and and I know you probably cringe over it because if it was me, I would be, you know, you, we're through such a critical lens of ourselves, always such a critical lens. Yeah. But I, I remember being there, and it was like, it moved the room. What you had to say, because, you know, through, your words that, you had sure. presented to people, like they that community at that time really needed it as well. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so of course it's like, yeah, if you were to go back, you wouldn't say the same thing. You know, I hope we always say that about 
our formal self, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, with maturity, with time being older as well. It's like, mm, you know, yeah, maybe I wouldn't share all my personal, my whole personal life story or or, or whatever. But I, I still feel like God absolutely uses us in every single, like, in in that time of imperfection because this is still the time of imperfection as well. Wow. What a quote. Right? Yeah, you're right. This mm-hmm. is still the time of imperfection. 2013 or wow. 2020, you don't know it. Not that you're saying you know it all, but like, yes, you definitely have yep. you know, more maturity, more understanding, a better, definitely, like you said, a better approach. And even in things that you post, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can see the building blocks I've chosen to mm-hmm. build a... a, a um, a better structure of what I have now, mm-hmm. you know, compared to back mm-hmm. then. I just didn't know. I just had ideas and I was just shooting in the dark. And now yeah. I go, I know this idea works. I know the outcome and I'm going to choose to do it. And I'm going to choose to do it better and more efficiently and effectively. And I can build a uh, communication yeah. in a better way. But I look back and go, Oh no, that was so risky mm-hmm. to go up there and just start totally. saying stuff because mm-hmm. I could have gone and I, definitely did go off the rails or off into the weeds of like causing people to relive their own traumas Mm -hmm. through my words Mm -hmm. or something like that because I was doing it in an uncontrolled or Mm -hmm. immature sort of way Mm -hmm. and that like that's hard to sometimes it's hard to sleep at night thinking about mm. stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, man, did I cause more damage for people who are really hurting? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if people who haven't gone through traumas and they're hearing something, they go, Oh, wow, you're so brave for speaking. Wow. Thanks for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. But it's a totally different audience to people who have gone through stuff. And, and, and really that's who I'm yeah. there to talk to are the, are the people who are in a more vulnerable state or fragile state. And I don't want to end up hurting them further. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that idea that, maybe that happened is mm-hmm. terrifying i was talking i was even talking about this in therapy yeah you know about yeah. about the idea like what if i actually was there as a person yeah. who represented hope but i was hurting people just because of the nature of the content you see yeah. responses to ideas like this in through things like <laughs> sorry just a wild noise upstairs <laughs> through things like trigger warnings it's a better way to present your idea through mm. warning of content first and then bringing up your idea. For I sure. didn't have trigger warnings, For you sure. know, even something simple like that, mm-hmm. even choosing the words or like choosing mm-hmm. my actions and whatever. I'm just so different now. And I guess that I think about it, like I'm so grateful that I see change in myself, mm-hmm. right? Not just, I'm, mm-hmm. st- I found out the formula on day one and I've just repeated that the whole time. No. I love that the product has changed. The mm-hmm. product being my, my, what is, the, what am I doing? Communication of mm-hmm. an idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember why I started telling, talking about this, but it was all about approach and appropriate idea sharing. And somehow that, that was going to lead back to the podcast, but I forget. But what I will say is just like we were talking, like, not ironically, ironic is not the correct word, but when you were talking about before of like, how when you know we can hear about uh, i guess like or maybe i was saying it but like things that people are going through are more normalized um and they feel like it's safe i think as as much as yeah you can you can go back and you could look at every single thing that you've done and regretted and i think like um I haven't done the same things as you but just in work life and relationships and other things there's 
definitely things I regret because of immaturity and because of whatever. But I, I think specifically in this situation, it was like, um, you helped people understand that it wasn't wrong to, to feel the way that they did. And that I hope so. I, I believe, and I, I know, and I trust that that's what happened because I Mm. got to witness it a lot. I got to witness like watching you speak and people in the audience having like a physical reaction to it and not, this isn't like talking about like, Oh, you're like the best person in the world and you do everything great. But I think it was like at that time, that was exactly what you were supposed to be doing. Mm. And I think it gave so many people peace in their life. And I think that like I look back at my own life and of things that you would say or, or when you would speak and, and, and it did that for myself as well. Like, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Still forever will, will stand as something that makes so much sense and, and is such an important thing to say to people because, um, it is a, it is a normalization of, of how you're feeling and, and, and even more in depth how you're feeling, which is like not okay. So I think that's what you were going around doing. And, mm-hmm. and I think you're just looking at it from like the personal side of it. Like I could have been protecting others and myself right. more and all those things. Absolutely. But what yeah. I think that you are and you're cutting yourself really short when you're doing this. And I can only say this because I probably went to your first, every single talk, your first like 25 talks for sure. Probably went to every single one of probably, them. Probably, yeah. And it was, you could feel the need in the room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, it was like finally these these young people saw something that they actually needed. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I need to go to that. And I hope I did it justice. And that's what my fear is, like, mm-hmm. that I that it was, we were so on the pulse mm-hmm. of this hopelessness um, pandemic and I hope I did it justice when I had that sacred space of having the microphone, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it as like the craft, mm-hmm. the craft of speaking about the craft of sharing hope, you know, mm-hmm. and bettering that craft, mm-hmm. being, being more effective at it and more clear. Mm-hmm. I really hope that I, have grown in that. I hope I have a lot more growing to do. Mm-hmm. I have times when I'm really, really proud of my writing and my ideas. And then other times when I'm like, I'm such a phony with mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing this, mm-hmm. you know, but then like an, someone will just jack my ideas and rebrand their entire business around it. And I'll be like, Oh, I guess it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had one the other day, actually I launched the like, thank you for staying mm-hmm. stuff. That all the writing about like, hey, if you if you think about dying every day, I want you to know that I'm thankful that you're still here. Like, thank you for persevering. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for staying so that we can hug you. We can embrace you. We can love you. Mm-hmm. And we can persevere together, you know. And we get a lot of traction in like the anti-suicide hashtag on Instagram. I think, I don't know. We were like the top three posts for like a year once. And then I think we just have favor on our account. Uh-huh. So in that, 
I think we got picked up and some really famous we, if you have a lot of followers you need content you're constantly starving for content mm-hmm. this person grabbed that post and just like made it theirs mm-hmm. uh, and and mm-hmm. share like and then rewrote it a little bit but like mm. within like hours of yeah. mine going up yeah and i'm like well you can get bitter about that you can get bitter about for sure people stealing your ideas but then like like that was an idea that was really just breathed through me mm-hmm. and it's supposed to go out into the world and mm-hmm. if i was that initial point of that idea is not a new idea i'm sure other people are talking about it but for this circle or this area of earth or this time on earth if i was the spark for that idea then that's an amazing concept mm-hmm to think about Uh that like i was the first domino Uh you know a catalyst so anyways i've been really proud of my writing recently and like i can see how the craft has developed and i'm stoked on it and maybe that's why i'm kind of have the confidence to speak into this microphone Uh and put it out there Uh in front of people because it's like okay i think i'm ready for these words to be like almost etched in stone if you go speak somewhere it's not Uh like everyone you're not getting it's not living on a cloud drive Mm-hmm. somewhere forever mm-hmm. it's gone that moment happened if you were there that's great but it's gone but with these podcasts like they could stick around mm-hmm. for a long time so you're like on record saying them so maybe i've subconsciously gotten to the point of preparing myself to do something like this mm-hmm. maybe. yeah yeah i mean you'd have to have you you have to have at least like a certain confidence in your communication and in your um and in your words and i guess like ultimately in your writing as well to to put out a podcast or to yeah to try this out um and like i said like yeah of course everyone's like just make it public for everyone but i think this is like i know i've said this like twice but it's the i i think it's the best way to do it like this at least at first so it's like oh this is a a, a way different mm-hmm. thing of um you know, putting stuff out there and especially like, yeah, now everything we put out there is, you know, pretty much out there forever. So it's, you know, it's a... That's terrifying. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I wasn't trying to freak you out with that. I just mean like, it's good to be aware and to be cautious, not to be like, well, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It It does. It absolutely does Mm -hmm. matter. And, um, I think, yeah, this is like the, the best thing and it's, it's fun. (laughs) It is fun. This Mm -hmm. has been really fun. I feel like I've like been like <sighs> into the mic. You have so been. I, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm no, but that's my fault because the way I have the mic, it's taped and it's really just pointing directly at how the air would come out of your face. Yeah, so. I sound like I'm like <laughs> heavy. It, it's Maybe like, this won't even get posted because it it's not good. Well, I should have had it like this where you, you could talk over the top of it and the sound would still go in. But Yeah, it's like the episode of Seinfeld where Elaine is dating a close talker. And that's what I feel uh, like right now. So I'm sorry if you're like... There's always a Seinfeld example. In. Yeah, there's always just anything in life. Just look to Seinfeld and you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, this episode has been mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. We're at an hour, 10 minutes. Nice. It's been a Nick is concerned and Sarah helps Nick deal with that concern mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, we talked about dipping Dots. We tried out some new microphones. Mm-hmm. We're going to try a new mastering technique for volume mm-hmm. and mixing. Mm-hmm. And this is the final test podcast before the first episode one with Joseph O'Connor, my 
long lost brother from New Zealand. I think that'll go live on Monday. Monday nice. or Tuesday. Nice. And uh, yeah, lots of big things on the horizon for Hashtag Hope that we'll, uh, the podcast will probably hear about them first because we'll need something to talk about. And, and also, and, and also for patron people who are supporting on Patreon, it's like a cool way of you know, absolutely, uh, letting people know ahead of time, like, oh yeah, this is something that's going on or exciting things. Because yeah, I've got the inside scoop, and there is lots of exciting things going on. Let's just say hashtag hopes about to explode, and I'll leave you with that little teaser. Whoa, spicy! Wow. Any, uh, anything you want to say, Sarah? Hmm. You don't have to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Like I sounds I, good. I think I've aired it all out. You have. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> well, aired I, it all out and blew it into the microphone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, next time, next time I'm on, I'll let you know if we get dip and dots. Yeah, the dip and dot, dots saga. Mm-hmm. It will continue. A mm-hmm. uh, little shout out to Tim Rose for the microphones and the gear. Thank you, Tim Rose. And potentially mixing and producing the podcast thank you everyone for listening this is nick and sarah from the basement apartment in dundas ontario coming to you through the power of the internet thank you for supporting us on patreon we'll see you in the future okay bye see ya